Welcome to the Self-Love Society. This is the podcast for people who are on the journey of self-discovery and wellness with a dash of foolishness sprinkled on top. This is a safe place to learn, laugh, and discover your own individual path. Hey guys. Hello. This is Sai, aka In Carol the Love Guru. This is Tony Gillen, licensed professional counselor. I know, guys, it's been a long time, but we are so glad to be back again yes. on this fantastic Sunday, giving you guys some self-love tips and some shenanigans. Shenanigans, <laughs> of course. How you been, T? It's been a thousand million four hundred seventy-three years. Man, it's... <laughs> okay, I don't even know the last time we shot a podcast. Oh my god, y'all! We listen. Life happens. You plan. Life happens yeah. while you're planning stuff. Mm-hmm. You planning, and then stuff happens. You like, okay, I'm gonna keep on. I'm gonna keep on it. And then something else happens. You like, ooh, I'm stumbling a little bit. Then if something else happens. You like, look, I'm gonna sit down right here for a minute and just figure it out. And then something else happens. You like, look, do you want me to keep going or not? For real, because the thing about <laughs> it at the end of the day is like. One thing I will tell you about us on this podcast, we are real people. Real people. We are real people. We ain't no, listen, we we have real life things that happen to us. And sometimes, it, you know, God, it's a, it's a pause button. Mm-hmm. It's a sit down. It's a, hey. Right. It, it may not mean stop, but it may, it may mean just halt for right. a moment. And right. sometimes you get a couple of halts before you can just go. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, we're real people. So that kind yeah. of thing happens. And we're going to work our best to continue because I enjoy doing this every week. I did, too. I you missed know, it's it. Very, very therapeutic. Yes. Yes. So our little weekly mm-hmm. session with one another. Our little decompression right. you get session. Right. You have a dyad. For yes. Free. <laughs> you get to see how this works. So, oh my God, so much, we, there's so many things that has happened since we have talked. Oh Mm -hmm. my God, they stormed the Capitol. The prince and princess are no longer. That was this year, right? That was this year. The prince and princess are no longer prince and princesses. Uh, Somebody glued her on the head. Oh, the gorilla girl. Yes, there was that. there was uh Kirk Franklin cussed out his son. Okay. Then there was <laughs> there was uh there was uh the famous infamous Derek Jackson took a mighty tumbling fall. Lord have mercy. That's a, that was a mighty fall. Listen, there's so many things that has happened. This is so much life that was happening between this break. I mean where you the world. we lost DMX. We, uh, oh my God, we lost DMX. We lost, who else did we lose? We lost someone else too. Um, um, uh, what? Cicely. We lost Cicely Tyson. Cicely. That was this year too? Yes, that was this year. My goodness, it's been a long year. It's, it's been a long year. And we just, uh, bruh, it feel like two years Man, already. It's, yes, definitely. Wow. It's we. It's a lot. Like this year, and we had the the best versus battle of all. We time. had the best versus battle Earth. ever. Earth, wind, Earth, and fire. Earth, wind, and fire. Wind, wind, and fire. And and, 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 and Steve Harvey auditioning to and be Steve water. He wanted to be water. <laughs> Bad. Oh man, y'all better leave Steve alone. I like Steve. No, Steve was on my nerves. I don't care what nobody say, <laughs> Steve. Because this is okay. 
Okay, because oh, you called yeah. me out online. <laughs> I was like, Lee, like Steve talking about you. Listen, I text, he listen, y'all. He said, everybody talking about them talking. I, I don't give a damn what y'all talking I text about. Tony in the middle of the verses, and I was like, if Steve don't shit, I'm not even going to lie. I said, Steve don't shit the hell up, y'all. I was so irritated because this is why I was mad. This, I'm going, I don't care. I'm one of those people at me, at me, Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm one of those people. Steve I was, Harvey, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, friend but you podcast. can at me on this one. This is the reason why I was irritated with Steve because Steve, you can tell that he never really, he doesn't really understand what the verse is, verses is about. What makes the verses dope is that it's almost like what we have here in the podcast. It is an ability for you to sit and hear firsthand experience from the people that you came to listen to. Mm -hmm. You, I don't want to hear what Steve was doing when the record came out. I want to hear why they wrote that song. I want to hear what what's what backhanded right. or or back behind the scenes stories that they have as a group. And yeah. those are the things that I was looking forward to experiencing. Like when we had the um Teddy Riley and Babyface and how they were coming out with the stories about how and mm. who they were originally writing these songs for. And that was the cool part for me. We mm. got none of that in that yeah. verses. The music was banging. Music but was definitely banging. but I felt like we would have got more of it if Steve Harvey wasn't so um convinced that he needed to convince the whole world that he was around with those songs. We know you was around. We can mm. tell by your dentures that you was like we could tell that you was around like, steve was on my nerves i'm sorry I, I i enjoyed it i enjoyed every part of it It was funny to me because it was just like i was looking at my uncles at the barbecue you it know? definitely was that and they were all just sitting there talking you had that you know you got that one uncle that's always just mo steve? Mon monopolizing the conversation Who's steve? yeah that's and steve. you just sit there you just laugh because you like everybody like man this dude don't shut up and i just was laughing at it because I don't know. I enjoy that kind of stuff. I enjoy um, just watching the elders. I love watching talk elders. about. Like you see, you can see the joy in his eyes when the songs came on. He'd be like, "Man, I remember where I was at," and I'm like, "That's how I be." That's dope. You know what? I enjoy that too. Even Mike Tyson's podcast, the Hot Box. Hot boxing. That that's the. Snippets, that's man. the yeah, but that hot boxing is. I love seeing elders talk and have dialogue and stuff of that nature yes. but i think what annoyed me because i don't have a problem with steve talking mm. i like his show i like i like his radio station i like steve harvey but i didn't like him in that situation i felt like it was completely unnecessary mm. i felt like it was steve harvey it's almost like you can't say no to your your great uncle you know what i mean uh -huh. like steve harvey heard he was going on and he was like he literally said this i told them they had to have me there you can't tell them no because it's your elders so you can't tell them no but they really should have been like that's you don't need a host yeah you've not had a host listen when er, when 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 uh patty labelle and gladys nice was up there there was no host and you uh -huh. got to hear all of those wonderful stories that was so dope to me did you see that yeah, I definitely watched that. That was dope to me, that, too. You can see they were friends. Yeah, um, and then they know, I, brought I, out Dion Warwick. Oh, that was oh, so man. dope. I love Dion Warwick. Yes. But I I, I don't know if, if the Ozzy Brothers and Earth, Wind & Fire would have been able to carry it. We will never know. Because they We will never like, know. Thank you, Steve. They just seemed like they were very, like, tired, and they weren't what talking you mean? very much. They couldn't I, talk. 
the man was talking the whole time. They weren't tired because they was performing every song. They got up. They was they was up there. But they was like Ernie was cool, playing the like, heck out of that. Like they weren't really talking to people. And so I wonder if it would have been a very boring versus had Steve Harvey not done. I don't think so. I think it would have been good. I think they would have. I think they would have did played more with the back and forth, which is kind of like what the verses is supposed to create, mm-hmm. like a friendly rivalry, and then ultimately it turns into a mutual respect yeah. for one another and appreciate. Nice it would have been nice to see that. We lot, never lot, will now because a lot of people probably had never even seen them. They've heard their music, yes, but they've never seen them as people. Yeah, and so it could have been a situation where you would have saw their personality start to come out. But, you know, when you have a strong, very strong presence like Steve Harvey, it can cause you to be like, I'm going to chill. Because he, he got the... Yeah. Out. Oh, this is what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And so I think Steve should have just stepped back a little bit. And you can tell that somebody talked to him and told him yeah, to step the back a little bit. Of it, he just kind of was just chilling. Because they was like, let the music play. Because clearly, mm-hmm. you just don't understand. You have to let the music play. But I think if... He would have just stepped back. It would have been fine. He could have still told his stories. He could have said, man, I remember when this came out. I was doing this. I was doing. You didn't have to talk about, well, I had on blue suede shoes, you see. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the patchouli was hitting just right. You didn't have to go into the fine that detail. Like, I bought an album. For, it was three eighty four, <laughs> And I had a dollar twenty left. So I went and got me a hamburger. <laughs> and I had 15 cent left. And I said, shh. What am I gonna do now? I'm waiting. On, she talking about can I have that record? I'm like, oh, you ain't that fine. Like, what? <laughs> what is this what? got to do with anything? <laughs> what is happening? What this got to do with September? <laughs> so I have nothing to do with well, September. I just, I just laughed the whole time because I was like, I know what they think. It. I know what America. I know what black people are thinking. Is, we've seen this before. Listen, we've we've seen this in our own families. We've seen. <laughs> We've seen everything that was happening in our lives, and it just made me laugh because I'm like, man, I can think of countless times where we were somewhere we were supposed to leave, and the person that brought mm. you just wanted to talk. Mm. Like, Hold on, let me talk to this person real quick. Don't, especially like, church. My God, especially church. Like, Mama, we hungry. We dying right now. And you still talking about something pointless to Sister Earl? Like, nobody want to hear that. Gee, like, we trying to go. We want to get. To, ain't nobody in the church no more. They locking the door. You still talking? And he flipped the lights off. Or your uncle drinking, <laughs> and he want to talk to he want to talk to you. I'm Back eight, in my day, I'm eight years old. You telling me about your first love? Like I don't know what you're talking about. Come here, boy. Let me tell you. Yeah, let me learn you something. Let, let me let me tell you about a woman, boy. I'm like, oh lord, I'm eight years old. I but don't, I ain't know nothing about no woman. And man, that's but that's so freaking true. Yeah. Did you see the video of the lady? It was like a. <laughs> It was like an old lady. I I want to say she had to be. Oh, she like. She huh. said, "Uh, <laughs> Brad, I was weak. <laughs> See, I was, she was weak. American. She was America then, Brad. She she she, she, like, she, she did huh. that for me. She did that for me. She, she, she sighed for all. <laughs> she said, huh. her soul was exasperated. <laughs> Listen, she did that for me. T. I was like, I." feel that i feel the i feel the the stress every stress marker in that exhale i feel that because you just like why is this happening i just want to hear the music i promise that i just want to hear the music what do you think what would be your this brings up a good one because steve talked about how this was his like this is his era this was this was like his verses what would you feel like your verses would be 
I think I already had my verses. What was your verses? Definitely Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Mm. That was a big one for me. You know, like Erica Badu, me being a musician, she influences me a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of the other people that I look like some people that I look up to are gone. So, you know, you'll never get a verses from them. Like I also looked up to to um Left Eye and, you know, in your Leahs and mm-hmm. things of that nature, but you you won't get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you're talking about the wholeness of an artist, Erica Badu is one that I always looked up to. Another person that I feel like is pretty cool, like that they haven't done yet, that I feel like would be a pretty cool versus would be something along the lines of a um a Janet or a Sade or a um a Nita Baker or a Lauren Hill. Like Anita Baker versus Sade? Like any of these people. You know, it don't have to be. I'm just saying, any of these people in a versus. You oh, know what okay. I mean? Like any of these people in a versus, I think would be super dope. Like to hear their stories behind things. Like even Tony Braxton. You know what I mean? Like people like that to just hear people that you don't really, you haven't. They really haven't had a limelight field um, career. Yeah, people were talking about like a. What would a Tony Braxton versus Mary J. Blige? Yeah. It's that, like Mary J. Blige got way too many more hits than Tony. It's like, I don't know about that. But the thing about it is, it's not. Songs. The thing about it is, you be forgetting. Like, a lot of people be writing music for other people. And then on top of that, like, you be. It's not even really about the. It's about the stories. To me, like, yeah, the hearing stories. the stories in between, you know what I mean? Like, that be setting the verses off to me. Like, when you yeah. hear. Sit back and you hear. Like how things were, how, like, like even like when they had the Brandy and Monica versus that was dope because you got to hear like the agenda. About that yeah, you forgot you got to hear the agenda and how neither one of them knew each other actually, but their labels pitted them against each other for record sales, mm-hmm. and they literally just grasped onto this. Well, I guess I don't like you. And I, yeah. I don't know why I don't like you. I don't have a good reason not to like you, but my label told you, told me that I don't like you. Yeah, that was crazy. You know, but stuff like that, like to hear the stories behind it and have them sit in the room, that's therapy. Mm-hmm. That's, bruh, that's, that's healing and therapy on a whole nother level because there's a lot of traumatic things that has been done to black people over the years when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like them doing that, taking that power back into their own hands and creating their own narrative around who they are as musicians, dope. Mm-hmm. Another another versus, if I can pull out of the dead to ever do again, Michael Jackson and, and uh, Prince, that would have been a dope. That would have been the versus of all time. That would be my favorite. Ver- well, that's interesting because if I have to do like people that have passed, Michael Jackson versus Prince will be my number one, mainly because I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about Prince. I'm a huge Prince I, fan too. I didn't know much of Prince's music. I didn't really, really? listen to it. But if I had to choose a versus that I would want to host, mm-hmm. it would probably be, you know, we talk about you know black people. We're going to take a back to you on this one. Backstreet Boys versus Instagram. I know you was going to say that. that Here's my thing. Look, Here's that my... would be my fate. Because I remember standing... I remember the TRL days. 
in middle school I know and standing it, there and dancing and I know it's coming, but I just really hope that they keep true to their word and they make them wait in the back of the bus. I yeah. really do. Because because once once you flip once you flip that switch, once you flip that over, it's like the the beginning of the end. That's how people look at like black people, we throw our we throw things away. Once it gets to a certain point, we like, all right, this is dead now. And I feel like there are so many people who still need to receive their flowers. One thing that I think is super dope is that they did the DMX in the Snoop Dogg verses. Because they did that, now we have we have behind the scenes stories straight from DMX's mouth. Mm-hmm. We have we had we got we had a whole situation. We had the ability for everybody to show him. You know, he got to read the comments, show them that we appre- why he was still yeah. here. Yeah, there are so many people who need that. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, that was I mean, why it was created. I also, think, I also think that Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were a huge group for Black people too, like especially at our generation. Mm-hmm. Because we love those groups, yeah. And so I can understand, you know. I don't wanting, have a problem with it to muddy the waters. Yeah, I just want the, I just want the elders to get theirs first. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Like I'm so glad so they so did. Like, like elders, like, like it's our black artists that were like didn't get the the shine. Like I I'm still I still feel okay. I put it to you this way. I feel the same way. If you was to say to me, "Oh, we should do a." Kendrick Lamar versus J. Cole, I would be turning my nose up like, why? You don't need to do this yet. You know what I mean? Like, let some of these older people who need it, who need the accolades, who need to need to need the respect, who are kind of out of the game or slowly out of the game. Let these people go first. Mm-hmm. And then as your career is is closing to the end, then we come to some of these newer people. Mm-hmm. I don't think the verses should be for artists that are still active. I really but, don't think that it should. Well, all of them are kind of still active. Though. Yeah, but not really, really. You know what I mean? When I say active, like when you say, when I say active, I mean. Yeah, Jeezy yeah, and Gucci Man, which was. I didn't one. like it. I love that verse. I didn't that, like it. That was college for me. But that, I know, but I know why they did it because uh, of the beef and everything that goes along with it. That was but probably, that was probably the wildest verses. The, the other verses, the one I didn't even watch was the Rick Ross one. Like I don't Ross. even know who he went against. He went against two chains. Didn't I even didn't, watch it. I didn't really care for that battle because I was like, I really like Rick Ross, but versus two chain, I didn't. I feel like he could have went against somebody else. That's my point. But when you rushing it just to be like, I want to be on a versus, like I just feel like you need to sit in the audience like everybody else just for a little while, and and watch and and let let somebody pair you against something you need to be actually paired against. Yeah, like Snoop Dogg and DMX, that was a great pairing. That was cool. I like I like the whole dog thing. Yeah, I would I would definitely love to see like Anita Baker or a Sade because I'm a big Sade fan. I would love to see that. I mean, even Mariah Carey. I know she's you know a white woman or listen racial or, but she's she. Was I classy. wish Whitney was alive because that would have been Mariah Carey versus Whitney Houston. That would have been dope. <laughs> yeah. Mariah Carey needs her. That's a person that I feel like needs to go before NSYNC and a. They need their flowers, Look. but I also feel like NSYNC and them need to go before some of these other people that's black that's still out here trying to do some stuff yeah. because they're done. Mariah Carey, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, Mariah Carey. Emancipation of Mimi is probably one of my top five. And don't even get me started. What about the number ones? That whole album. 
Remember her number one album? I do remember that. Every bruh. Mariah Carey she was sang with, she sang with some legends too. Bruh, she, she sang with Luther. Listen, Mariah Carey did a song with Old Dirty Bastard. Remember? Yeah. Luther's who we need to hear. See, see a good <laughs> battle. For real. There are people out here who have no idea who Luther Vandross is. Man, it's sad. One of the greatest male vocalists of all time. They should do a they should do a Ooh, they should do it. I need to write in the verses. They need to do a, a versus battle for um some who have passed away um on Memorial Day. Well, you already knew who they would do then. Tupac versus Biggie. Or they could do Michael Jackson versus Prince. Who would do that though? What you mean who would do it? Who would who would be in their place? Like who would present their music? Sure, you could have Janet sit on one side. But that's the thing. You were just talking about how the thing that makes verses the best is because they have the stories. Those people don't have the stories of why they. But people could have stories to tell about them, like a memorial to remember them. I don't want to hear Jacksons talk about Michael Jackson. I, I just, really don't either. I don't want. I don't want. I don't need nobody talking about Michael Jackson unless they're gonna bring guests. Unless it's in there. Janet. She's the only one that I trust. But Janet wasn't even around when they were like just getting started with the Jackson Five. Mm-hmm. Like, and who knows Prince like that? Mm-hmm. Like who 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 do you want to hear tell Prince stories besides Prince? Dave Chappelle. That's that's a good oh, response man. to that. That's a Charlie Murphy. That's Andy Murphy. Blouses. Yeah, yeah. Blouses. <laughs> Would you like some pancakes? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I, I, I thought that the Ozzy Brothers and Earth Wind and Fire and Steve Harvey. I thought that was a very funny, but lovely. I love that versus, though. I, I didn't even see it coming. I never even thought about Earth, Wind, and Fire. And Eyes Me and either. But the second that it came <sighs> out, I was like, Frankie Beverly and Maze. Oh, then, then after that, I was like, oh, um, um, what's my, what's my boys? Um, dang, oh. Frankie Beverly and Maze, and then you got, um, Not, who else? I'm trying to think of the other group that I said they would be good going against. Frankie Beverly and Maze. And then um, um, they do a lot of they do a lot of. Um, hmm. It's I, it's not gonna come Picnic to me. music. Yes, what they about do. It? Frankie Beverly and Maze versus the OJ's. The OJ's is good. It was that another the same era. Was mm-hmm. OJ's more the seventies? I don't remember. Um. I don't know. I don't. I don't even. I can tell you twenty Frankie, Frankie Beverly and Maze songs. Are there twenty? I mean, obviously there are twenty, but are there twenty well-known Frankie Beverly and Maze songs? I don't know. Maybe I need. To, and, and also, I don't know the enough. great thing about the verses is it introduce you to songs that probably you never heard. Yeah. You know, I didn't even realize I had a lot of those Earth Wind and Fire songs I hadn't heard before. You know, a good verses that I would want to see, Loki. Bet you would never even think about this. What, Nicki Minaj and Lil' Kim? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Candy Burgess. Oh. Candy Candy Burgess versus um, Carrie Hilson. Why? Just for all the music they wrote? Yes, for that reason. Don't nobody want to see that. Don't nobody want to sit there and see them two talking about music. But that's they both wrote some lots of that's amazing fine. music. They ain't singing it. They not singing it, so I don't care. As long as they playing the song. No. I Carrie Hilson, that's my girl. I like 
I still got Pretty Girl Rock on my work. My name is Kevin. I deleted that song on my playlist like 16 times, and it still keeps finding its way back on. I'm like, who keep putting this song back on? I'll be working out, be heavy heavy sweat, be running, and all of a sudden, my name is Wait a minute. Who put this on my... Pretty girl, rock, rock. My man. No, with the pretty girl. <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. Uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of people talking about um, Steve Harvey and people like in his industry. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like Steve Harvey because of, I guess they feel like he's, he talks like he thinks he knows everything. I know like when it comes to. So, and this kind of goes along the lines of like a person like Derrick Jackson, right? Let's let's so, segue. Okay. So Come on. One, one thing that as a black man, as a black man, Ooh, one Lord. thing I don't like, I don't like being overgeneralized. I don't like people saying this is the way black men think. Because I hate boxes, period. I don't for people. like that because for me personally, yeah. I have always been someone that was different. Yeah. And so when I hear black men talk about this is what black men are thinking and this is what you have to do and, and I'm like, no, that's not that's not how I think. Like I'm But you know that's no different than your boy Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels, who's that? Oh, oh, that guy. You know what? So Let's people, let's let's compare Derek Jackson, Kevin Samuels. Let's do it. So <laughs> I think that so okay, I'll tell you this. <laughs> About, I say last year is when I started listening to Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. Before all this stuff happened, this video, the video that like went viral. I don't was, even know which video went it viral. Was a vir- it was a video that went viral where he was talking to a woman about how she, how can, how dare she feel like she deserves a, a nine or a 10 man when she's not even a nine or 10 woman. Or something oh, like that's that. every video. Yeah. That was like the first video that popped up. And I remember, I was like, I saw that video last year. Mm-hmm. And so it was funny how it just popped up and it went viral. But I started following him because he gave a lot of personal development advice mm-hmm. about how to better yourself as a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, And I thought that he had a lot of conversations and said a lot of things that we think, but we don't talk about because it's not nice. It's, yeah. not, it's not the nice thing. It's not the mm-hmm. politically correct thing to say. But a lot of it, I'm like, people really think like that. Mm-hmm. They just don't say it. So. And, and so. I think he's different than like a Derrick Jackson because Derrick Jackson, I feel like caters this. Okay. This is come no, on. This is the thing come on therapist. <laughs> Derrick Jackson caters to the desire of women. Mm-hmm. And we talk about mainly black women. We talk about black women. I think he caters to the desire of black women of wanting healthy relationship with men, mm-hmm. with black men. And I think that people take advantage of that because they know that women are. I go on Facebook every day, and it's always posts all day from different women talking about how how men are this, and how they're tired of this, and how they want this from a man, and it's all day. So this it's a huge desire from black women, and I hate when I see black people or black men in general taking advantage taking advantage of that, mm-hmm. and they feed them this information that could be true, but mm-hmm. not all the time is true. So let me give you my black woman perspective of these ahead, two black, black men. Black woman. Okay, so it's going to be a lot well, of Hold people. on, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> he finished my point, though. Okay. So the Derrick Jackson, he more so caters towards that, whereas I feel like Kevin Samuels is like 
this is how it is. This, I'm not just for men. I'm not just for women. I'm just telling you what's out here, what it is mm. about, and this is how women think. He's more catered towards black men, whereas I think Derek Jackson is catered towards black women. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, it's still overgeneralization. Okay. Um, and and Steve Harvey. This month. Steve Harvey. Because he, uh, another one. He's the third one. He has a very uh, classic regal view of what how men are. And I think sometimes he has really good advice. But I think sometimes he also overgeneralizes too. Mm-hmm. And it, overall, it's over the generalization of people. Absolutely. I feel like when you're taking advice from any one person about how the opposite sex is, mm-hmm. you run the risk of overgeneralization, period, because yeah. we are all different. Yeah. We are all complex individuals. We all have different things you about them. You miss so, out on somebody that's special. Absolutely. So when I'm looking at these two young men who have become very popular over the course of 2021. Um, young men? Um Derek Jackson and Kevin Samuels. Hey, and Kevin Samuels old, old. both of them old to me, but I'm just trying to be nice. Okay. So um, when I look at the, t- the two of them, you know, I try to look at them impartially, but, um, you know, I could care less either which way. You know what I mean? Because um, I I don't really think that women should be taking advice on how to be a woman from a man, but that's a whole nother conversation altogether. But, um, anyway, um, when we're sitting down and we're looking at their philosophies, I, I look at Kevin. Well, we'll start with Derek Jackson. My problem with Derek Jackson is that Derek Jackson, uh, nope. We'll start with Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels my, is 49. Yeah. My problem, my, my thing about Kevin saying, I think the problem with Kevin Samuels is, his delivery. That's the biggest problem. Okay. Yeah, now he's very, he's with, very blunt. He's very he's, he's, he's very not, blunt. Here's but here's what I like about Kevin Sanders. Gary Jackson is thirty one. He's younger than us. Yeah. <laughs> what I like about he really don't need to be telling nobody nothing. Don't get me started. He, he need his own segment. <laughs> so Kevin Samuels, what I like about his philosophy is that Kevin Samuels, a lot of people, a lot of people who have leached on to Kevin Samuels or who have come around nowadays, including me, because I knew nothing about him, was because of this whole, oh, he's dogging women out, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people are very one-sided. They haven't looked at him. Yeah. He dogs everybody out. He, he dogs the men out. out just as bad. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go on there, the, the one thing I love about Kevin Samuels, no matter how crazy he delivers it, he is a proponent of accountability. Each mm-hmm. adult should be accountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. And like you say, he does give a lot of practical information about how to be accountable, yeah. how to be, how to work on yourself, on yourself to be the to best. And there was this one um, young lady who called in from Canada. I don't remember which day this was. He was doing a live. This girl called in from Canada and she was going on and on about how to get this guy she met on Tinder. She met this guy on Tinder. Mm-hmm. And the guy was, um, what was the guy? The guy, uh, she met the guy, but then when she met the guy, she said she wasn't comfortable um, having sex with the guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so the guy said, okay, cool, you know, I, you know, I'll wait. But the guy waited a couple of months, and then the guy rolled out. 
And so she felt some sort of way. So she called in to Kevin Samuels and she was trying to get Kevin Samuels to. A couple of months. Exactly. She was trying to get Kevin Samuels to say that this, that this guy was a coward or some stuff. And Kevin Samuels kept trying to explain to her, what's the problem? You met him on Tinder. He's gone now. I don't even understand why we're even talking about this. It's not even a person that you're into. Like you met him on Tinder. What are we talking about? Oh, well, you know, I feel like we had a good connection. Well, if you feel like you had a good connection, why did you have a problem having sex with him? Well, because I didn't know him. Like, well, what is it? You can't have it this way and that way. You know what I mean? If you're a person to where you feel like you cannot have that type of connection with a person, you probably shouldn't be on a website like Tinder. What is Tinder again? Tinder is like a hookup website. So it's not like somebody trying to find the right person. It's a dating website, but everybody knows Tinder and Plenty of Fish is more like you meet person and you're finna have sex. Oh. That's okay. kind of what they do on there. So, yeah. So I've that's, I've never been on it, but I know, I know without even being on it, that that's what, that's what they do on there. Okay. You know what I mean? And so like, that's the kind of take, like you didn't go on Christian and mingle. You didn't go on black people. <laughs> meet. Only. You know what I mean? You didn't go to the websites that, that were, oh, that man. were geared around, um, creating and cultivating the alone. Harmony. You didn't go on any of those. You went on Tinder and then even on Tinder, which is a hookup website, he gave you a couple of months. He dated you for a couple of months and you still wasn't. And then he left because, and so Kevin, Kevin Samuel was like, basically you're the equivalent of a car that is not registered, doesn't have its emissions tests or whatever case Mm -hmm. you're not safe to operate. But instead of you getting your, getting your car ready to pass its emissions and get ready on the road. You just out here driving that mug and you mad because people are moving out of your way. Nobody is obligated to drive next to you to be in your car, or do any of those. If you have not done what you need to do to get your car operational, you're not in dating. You're not in proper dating, um, 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 mode yeah. to be out here dating. And a lot of people, and that is accountability. It sounds yeah. shitty, but to be honest, when I listen to that, I'm like, that's accountability. A lot of women don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to hear that. They feel like they're being attacked. But you feel like you're being attacked because ain't nobody held you accountable yeah. in your entire life. He gets a lot of people also who come in and have these expectations. Yes. And it's like, he's like, wait a minute. Okay, you expect this. All right, tell me, what are you? How tall are you? How much do you weigh? How much do you make? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your style like? And he like, okay, well, since you have these expectations, I'm going to expect that you meet the, your yes. expectation. And he'll cut you down right away. Because, man or woman, because it's like, you don't deserve anything. Yeah, you don't deserve anything, and you mm. shouldn't be treating people that way. You want, you want everybody to meet, to check all these boxes, and, yeah. and be, be this perfect person. But you're not even working on yourself. We're all imperfect individuals. We're all on this journey and figuring out who we are. But you have to, if you're going to hold people to the to the letter to the letter and the ledger and this great big measuring stick you have to be ready to stand up and be able to be measured and judged to that way but a lot of my kind us women we we don't we don't see that because we're never checked on that because anytime somebody speaks up about that they're they're bashed for saying, oh, speaking, oh, you're speaking against women. You're being, you're body shaming. You're this, you're that. You, you, but you body shame. 
You know what I mean? You can't tell somebody they body shaming you because they're saying, okay, well, I like a woman to be fit, but you telling him he's got to be eight feet tall and, you know, you, like, come on now. You can't yeah. do that. Like, you have to you have to look through the same lenses that you want. You know what I mean? If you don't want nobody judging you a certain type of way, then don't judge them that certain type of way. Or if you do want to judge people that type of way, work on yourself. So that way when somebody look at you, they can be like, okay, all right, she yeah. doing. But Mark, but the daggone Derrick Jackson, he don't never hold nobody accountable. That's my problem with Derrick Jackson holds no one accountable. He don't hold anybody accountable. It don't matter what the scenario is. The scenario yeah. could be man meets woman. Woman cheats on man countless times. Okay? Woman, uh, man married to woman. Okay? Woman cheats on husband several times. Okay? Man confronts woman about the cheating. Derrick Jackson's advice would literally be, what did you do to make her go out there and search and see you wasn't being a man to yeah. make her, you know what I mean? He's and also talking about catering to it's, the women. Like. It's crazy. That to me is insane. That is stream yeah. gaslighting is very dangerous. It's very detrimental. And it is very indicative of a lot of people's advice mm -hmm. to women. And this is why we have this perpetual cycle of broken relationships and broken people. And it also lends itself to, and as a black man, one thing that I, that it bothers me a lot is that there's like this underlying notion that women have it all together and the men are the ones that are the problem. You see it in, you see it in, in media, you see it on TV, you see it in, That's a lie. you see it with people like Derrick Jackson, yeah. where every time you talk to a woman, never once, never did I hear him really get in on women like but that's what i'm saying no accountability yeah, it was just always like what is a man doing you yeah doing your job and it's like wait a minute why are you putting all this like this woman literally with... cheated on her husband it's like well, what did he do to make her feel uncomfortable and it's yeah. like bro we can talk about that but first we're going to actually acknowledge the fact that she literally broke her vows for from her family and god like yeah. We just not. We just gonna act like that didn't happen. Just act like it didn't happen. And I can't. I can't get. I can't rock with that. And, I feel like it's crazy. And that whole cheating scandal. Lord have mercy. I was thinking. I'm like, how does this man come back from that? How does he come back from that? I, I don't know how he can come back from that because he created and cultivated his whole being around being this faithful man who, um, and women should not be with. Men who dogged him. Like, he literally is everything that he spoke about. He I was thinking about... It was like God was... God really... God really... Mm. Lord, man. He I, really... How... When that, how, when that how all happened, I was like, oh, man. How do the mighty fall? Now, I also... So... I also... Sorry, guys. I gotta get my chips. Pulling her chips out. <laughs> uh, I also was kind of like, okay, if I look at the situation... Now, I don't. I didn't really dive too deep into it, so I don't really know the ins and outs of what happened. But it sounds like they were either not together. No, or they were together. Break. No, I don't know what a break is. There's anyway, two women. There were two women. No, two women. Okay. Yes, um, that happened? I know of, and I stopped listening to it after that. It was just too much after the second woman came out. I know there was a woman where he used to shoot his videos from the front of her house or something. That's the second woman. The woman he got and pregnant. He got pregnant, and I don't know what happened from that. The first woman. 
how it came out. She was in his house. She took pictures in his house and posted them. And that's how it came out. The second woman. How you bring somebody in the bed that's you and your wife shared? Again? How did you have a video talking about how you shouldn't bring women in the bed that you share with your mom, your wife? You literally, t- you literally dog men who do that, and you did it. That is trifling. Man. I mean, there's no good way to cheat, but the way you don't do it is bring a woman in the house that you and your wife share. Yeah. In y'all bed? Mm. Oh, that's... That's like total disrespect. That is total disrespect. But when, when that's it's arrogance, when it, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you are riding high off of a horse and no one is checking anybody, you feel like you can do anything. It's kind of yeah. like David. You know what I mean? He straight killed him. He straight murked somebody after he raped their they wife. Yeah. He put her in a position where she couldn't say no. He was the king. You know? Right. If she would refuse the king, she would have died. <laughs> Right. Right. And man. But anyway, we we going biblical now. <laughs> Since we on the topic of church, let's let's slide on over to um Well I won't say this about Derek Jessica. I thought one thing that was funny was uh so his wife. When she got on social media, she like, This is the hell This is not a bonnet, this, this is, is a helmet of salvation. When Kevin stage did that video, he's like, Girl, <laughs> hush <laughs> I watched that video like 60 times. Like I was weeping. Girl, hush. Because at some point you have to, un- they really, I said at some point you have to learn to step back but from social what? media. Yo, yo, your whole, your whole relationship should not be, I am a very big proponent of not having my personal relationship be open to social media. I feel like, I feel like they let everybody into their marriage. And they yeah. and that was just nobody unnecessary. Ever, nobody ever saw her until this whole cheating thing. Got her out here looking crazy, man. Because she looked crazy. All because you didn't want to take all the heat on your own. You know she looked crazy. I don't care what nobody say. She looked crazy. You could have told her, baby, not the hat. At least do a. a no, he, no, he could have just been like, "Lord, I need to do this on my own." You should have. You've been out here. You've been out here dogging right. everybody else on your own. Right. And then he tried to, he tried to, he, tried he to was make trying himself, to save he his tried image, to make himself look good. Like I made a mistake and I'm admitting, no, you admitting because you was about to be outed. Mm-hmm. Whoever, somebody was about to out him, which is why he was like, I got to get out here and get in front of it. But yeah. Your career is going to be tarnished mm-hmm. and all these artists. Cause he's, he was really big. He didn't admit it first. He, he denied it at first. And then he admitted it because the ladies started dropping receipts. Mm. So then he admitted it. So he denied it at first? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he did the video where he was recorded. He was commenting on himself on the video. He was... He, I forgot about that video. I, I didn't see none of this. I didn't see... I saw the he did. He did, he did a video. He denied it at first. Then he did a video by himself. And he was trying to say that his... his um, that it didn't happen or something like that. Or, you know, that it was lying. Then when it, the receipts came out... He came up there with the wife. This is a couple of hours later. Same day, he came out there with the wife, and they did that video. Then the next day, he got his butt up there in that car and reacted to the video. Yeah, that's that was and, and tried to And tried to uh, sell his book right, on nobody, top of that. Ain't nobody buying it. Ain't nobody buying it. And, and for what it's worth, 
There were times where he gave some very good advice. When? I missed all those times. He gave he gave good advice. No. It just wasn't he wasn't practicing it. And he didn't like you said, he didn't hold the other side accountable. He only he gave one side of the advice. He came from the mindset that black women pretty much and I think he catered more to black people. His audience were black women and black men. Well not black men, but black women. I think that his audience he, was hurt black women. Hurt black women. And so he made it seem like hurt black women were not the problem. They had no fault in it at all. And so his this advice, man literally his said, advice was good sometimes, but it was incomplete. This man literally said on one of his videos I didn't watch that single women, single mothers. I, mean, some, I watched some of them. Single mothers are for grown men. There's some single mothers out here that I'm like. <laughs> No, yeah, I need some boys. Yeah, I don't need no grown men. I'm just, I'm just saying, like you just out here saying anything, man. Yeah, but you hope he fix. You know what? You know, we gonna Dar- pray Dar- for Dar- him. Derek Jackson. You know, shout out to you, big fan. Of, I know you're a big fan of the podcast. So <laughs> you're welcome to come on anytime and talk. I don't know what you're gonna say, but hey, you're you're invited on my couch. Mm-mm. <laughs> I, have some, I have some popcorn or something for you to, to eat on while you talk. But Lord, so we gonna we gonna pray for Derrick Jackson. And speaking of prayer, we are gonna talk about our good brother Kirk. Oh, How do you feel about the Kirk Franklin situation? Honestly, I didn't feel anything when it, when it, when I saw that it happened. I was like, okay, he's a human being and he has some family issues and and the, I don't know how this got out. And then I found out that the son leaked it, and it's like. That was crazy. You trying you trying to tarnish your father's name, like that's that was that was crazy. How'd you find, feel when you found out the son was thirty three years old? I was after that. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, man, you grown ass man. You obviously there's some family, and, and as I heard Kirk talk about it more, they've been dealing with him for. I mean, obviously not dealing, but they've been dealing with this issue with this son, the relationship for many, many, many years, mm-hmm. and so. You know, I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship, but right. it seems like it was from a previous relationship. Right. And so I can understand him feeling a certain way about his father and how he has his image of himself. And it's like, but you still hurt me. Mm-hmm. But it's like to to try to hurt somebody else and because you're hurt is never the solution. It's never going to make you feel better. It reminded me of um, the same thing Lauren Hill's daughter did to her. Oh. I was like, well, she did the same similar thing. She, oh, she, oh, you're talking about she her, whipped, she whooped she, uh, me. Whooped me, yeah, okay. I was like, girl, girl, yeah, girl, yeah, that, yeah. If Jaden Smith can sit over there and respect his parents after all he's been through in 2020, Ooh, for real, I don't even want to hear nothing else about no no basic parenting situation you know what i mean i just feel like it's crazy like it's such a disconnect of what people feel like they should should and should not be experiencing like you want i just don't understand this whole notion of i want to have everything my way but i want no accountability i don't get that with this culture nowadays like they don't want to do any i don't want to do anything that is going to cause me to actually be accountable for anything. Yeah, yeah. Because people, people hate to to admit when they're wrong. Because, I mean, we talk. I know the hot button, the hot, the hot button name that I've been hearing a lot over the last year or two 
is people are always quick to label someone narcissistic. Who? I'm know, so sick nar- of narcissism. It exists. It is a mental. It is a mental disorder. Um, but people can have people can lack the ability to, to be accountable to hold themselves accountable without being narcissistic. They just may have certain qualities or not qualities. They may they may have certain characteristics of someone who is mentally diagnosed as that. But we got to be very careful of labeling somebody as narcissistic. Yeah. Because it's a very huge. I mean, it's a, it's in the DSM, you know, as a mental disorder. So I want to make sure that we mindful of that. But on the other side of it, there are people who out there who are out there who done who definitely have a lot of the characteristics of someone who is suffering from narcissism. Um, but I just think that 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 that, that word is being thrown around way too much. I feel like and people sometimes love- it's thrown away around by people who struggle with narcissism (laughs) and that's what i feel like the gaslighting comes in you know what i mean like there's a lot of gas like i'm so sick of certain words it's ridiculous i'm so sick of narcissists narcissists all of it uh toxic i'm so sick of because it's like people get these buzzwords and that's just what they're doing for the whole year and i just don't understand where we at with it yeah i think people just People just have a very hard time with admitting when they're wrong, you know, because no one wants to be wrong. Because if you're right. wrong and you admit to it, then you have to admit when you're wrong other times too. Yeah. And nobody likes that feeling. You know, nobody wants to feel like they did something wrong, you know, but that's a part of life. We are human. We all make mistakes. We all do things that we all have. Sometimes we have good intentions and they don't, they aren't received in the way that we meant it. But right. you, it's okay to say, you know what? I intended good, but I messed up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's okay, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of these celebrities that we've talked about today have had their pitfalls. They've had their moments. And like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, where sometimes things happen in our life and we have to continue our work. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my question now is like, what is it that, how do you rebound when life happens? Like, what do you think of some... I think the first step is always acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. You have to acknowledge anything, you know what I mean, um, in order to overcome whatever it is. If you refuse to acknowledge that something happened that you didn't want to happen, then you can never overcome it. You're always going to be, it doesn't matter what you do, even if you like, okay, well, okay, let's move on. You're not acknowledging it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're not moving on. You just sho- it's like taking the clothes and shoving them under the couch. You didn't you didn't correct the situation. Right. You didn't put that away. You didn't do you just shoved it under the couch and eventually the clothes are going to start to smell and it's going to come right back out. You have to acknowledge it. Okay, there are dirty clothes here. I need to go and take care of the dirty clothes. Mm-hmm. Now, once I've taken care of the dirty clothes, that may mean another step. That may mean taking it to laundry, man, doing this, blah, blah, blah. That may mean whatever it means. But you have to acknowledge the issue, handle the issue, and then you can move forward. You can't just be like, okay, that happened. Let's move on. I just feel like that's a lot of something that a lot of people cannot do. And like how we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, we lost our dear brother, DMX, I feel like that was something DMX was very proficient at. 
He made a lot of mistakes in yeah. life. And I think one thing about DMX, and I hope that a lot of black men in particular and yeah. young black boys can learn from him, he was very good at expressing his emotions yes. and and being okay with being being able to deal with his trauma and, and, and express himself in DML. Nobody ever questioned DMX masculinity. Him be, he was a very much an alpha male, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. But he was still in touch with his emotions. He had no problem with, um, saying what he believed he in, on his own skin. you know what I mean? He was comfortable with whoever it was right. that he was. He was very comfortable with admitting when he had problems, when he had faults, when he failed and all of that, that is to me, a, a great marker of a man you know what yeah. i mean and i feel like we all can learn from that you know what i mean we all can learn from being like that being more like that being more more comfortable with being a flawed person you know what i mean you're not meant to be perfect man. we pretend to be perfect but yeah. we're not you know what i mean we're not meant to be perfect and once we accept like you were saying once we accept that I am not perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm not yeah, perfect. I'm not You're perfect. not perfect. This podcast is not perfect, mm -hmm. but we're doing, we're striving. Yeah. We're doing the best that we can do. Doing the best we can. I saw a clip that came out. Um, I guess it was a DMX and his family was on like, um, what's the lady name? Ayana. Uh, Ayana. Yeah. Um, and I, I have my issues with her. Me too. Friend of the podcast, but I got my issue with you. But, but it was a video where he was talking about how, basically saying, like, I know I messed up. I did. He's like, I didn't have a dad in my life. He said, I didn't have a father. Barely had a have, mama. I barely had a mama. I was struggled, and I did the best I could. He was yeah. like, I, I know I messed up. I did a lot of bad things, but I, I tried my best. I tried. I mm -hmm. tried my best. And, like, for as a father myself, I love hearing a man just tell his kids, like, just be honest. Like, yeah. I try my best, you know, which gets into a whole other issue that I got a problem with. But, yeah. um, but just being able to just own up to your issues. That ownership, that yes. accountability, it goes back to like what I was saying about Kevin saying that accountability piece is so yeah. important. And I feel like a lot of people, that's something we're missing in this culture nowadays. Like a lot of nobody wants to be accountable. We just want to shove our crap off on somebody else or something else. And being able to be accountable is important when you're talking about rebounding from anything. You can't rebound from nothing if you refuse to be accountable. Yeah. So what happened? How can you rebound? You're not even acknowledging that you went down to rebound. Yeah. It also to add to that, it's it's having a victim mindset. Mm. It's hard to acknowledge. You can. It's impossible to acknowledge your wrong when you view when you view yourself as the victim. Mm. You know, and plenty plenty of people go through life being victims, and they just stay there. They never take ownership of things that have happened. Now, there are certain things that happened that obviously we were victims of, but at the end of the day, we can choose to stay a victim, mm -hmm. or we can choose to say, you know what, I'm going to take more control in my life, and I'm going to take more ownership. I'm going to acknowledge where I fall short and I'm going to do better. But that's kind of like what uh, Kanye said. A lot of people didn't like when he was like, slavery is a choice. And obviously we know that. Yeah. Actually, but that's it the was kind deeper than that. You know, it's that kind of mindset. Like you, you don't have to choose to be where you are. You can choose something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can choose to remain in victimness or you can overcome that. 
But in order to, those are the choices. When you remain a victim, that's you not acknowledging. Okay, this has happened. I'm going to acknowledge that this happened and I'm going to shift Mm -hmm. and figure out something different. You remaining a victim is saying, this happened to me and you refuse this. You did this to me. and You just want to, you did this to me uh-huh. until the end of time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, at some point you have to look, yes, this may have happened to you. This may, somebody may have done something to you, but at some point you have to look at this situation and say, okay, what part of me allowed that? Yeah. What a part yeah. of me allowed that? And where can I go fix that part of me that allowed this, this behavior in my life. Mm-hmm. That's a part that a lot of people don't want to look at yeah. because that part is, that part is too much accountability for a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an important part. You know what I mean? Especially to a lot of my sisters, out, my brothers too, but especially to a lot of my sisters out here, we, uh, like you were saying earlier, we run this, we, this whole conversation that we are perfect and we're not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Even though we, we may have, a few more steps up or society may paint us to where we're more perfect. We still have a lot of things that we have to look at, look at our own selves in the mirror and say, where can I, where can I fix the holes and the cracks in my life Mm -hmm. to be a better individual? Like you want to come into a situation, um, put a beam up this week. And it was like, I don't want you to be my peace. I want to be at peace and you be at peace so we can come together and mm-hmm. be at peace. I don't want you to be, it's not your job to be my peace. Right. It's my job to be my own peace. It's your job to be your own peace. So now that when we come together, we can be in harmony, yeah. in harmony together. Harmony. <laughs> but yes. a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't. Uh... And it's also this, that kind of goes along with the saying I hear a lot of time that, you know, and I hear this a lot from, um, just from the women that I, I follow on social media and things like that, of this idea that I I give all, I, basically I'm a good woman when you're a good man. Like I basically <laughs> like my femininity comes out when you are a man. And it, to me, I don't I, I know there's this thing about energy and things of that nature, mm-hmm. but I also believe this that puts the man in control of who you are as a woman. And I don't think that's true. I don't, I, don't, that, I don't think that's fair to women to have that mindset because it's, you're basically saying that a man controls the type of woman that I am. I don't that's think that true. I don't think that it's realistic. If you if who you are comes out only when people another person become shows you something, then that's not really who you are. Yeah, it's not who you that's are. That's a facade. That's something you're putting on. That's mm-hmm. not who you are. Because if if that's who you are, you're gonna be who you are no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not gonna become feminine. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm sorry, I'm sorry to break the news to you, dear. You're not becoming feminine just because a man is this. You're feminine because that's who you are. You know what I mean? If you're feminine and that's your essence of who you are, you're going to be feminine regardless. In each situation that you're put in, you're going to be feminine. People have this misconception of what femininity is. They have a misconception of um, they think femininity is weak. You know what I mean? There are a lot of there's a lot of very strong qualities and yeah. traits about femin femininity. And right. the thing about it is, if you move in femininity, you're going to be feminine no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter who it is. 
because that's just an essence of who you are. Right. It's not something that you turn on and turn off. Mm-hmm. If people put the right amount of tokens in your machine, that's right. not how that works. And if you struggle with that, yeah, that's something where we go back to the acknowledgement. Acknowledge, uh-huh. okay, this is where I fall short. Maybe these things happen, yeah, and I never really worked through them, yeah. And so I need to take back control of my life and go work through these things so that I can be the best woman that I could be. Yeah. You know, and and flip side of men, like there are some men out here who, who don't acknowledge or, or not, or not hold themselves accountable as well. Right. So you have to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, I'm falling short in this area. This is what happened to me. So say for instance, you know, you're a father who is not involved in your child's life, you know, okay. You need to acknowledge the fact that you're not being the good father. You're not, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. You're not accepting your responsibilities as a man and as a father. So you need to go back to the Instead of making excuses, oh, well, it's, it, it's complicated. You know, they mama is it. No, you need to go look in the mirror and say, yeah. okay, this is what I need to do because this is this is where I'm falling short. I need to take more accountability. If that means I got to go to court and give me an attorney so I can fight for joint custody, all right, then you do that. You know, and if you, you don't know, if you have a woman, if you have a, the, your child's mother who is, has an open door policy of, of, you know, for you with your children, then as you stand going humbly and saying, Hey, I would like to spend more time with my children. How can I do that? Mm-hmm. And get some, and get some feedback from her, you know, but to ca- constantly keep yourself in a victim mindset of it's everyone else's fault while you're not the best version of who you are, who you're supposed to be. No, that's BS. Cause the thing about it is at the end of the day, you know, it's not about the other person. People forget this whole motherhood, fatherhood situation has nothing to do with the other person. That's about your relationship with your children. And a lot of times we get so wrapped up into what this one is doing. Well, they doing this, they doing that has nothing to do with your obligation of your relationship and who, what role you play to those children. Right. You play the role of mother. You play the role of father. Whatever that role is, that role of mother and father has nothing to do with that other person. Yeah, they live their life and do the things that you're trying to control their lives while trying to control them being a parent at the same time. Like, no, that's not how it works. And that's and that's not and that's not health. That's not healthy. It's not healthy. And the the babies are watching. The babies are not slow. Mm -hmm. The babies are watching, and you're not cultivating. um, healthy situations for them and healthy healthy examples for them in the future. So when we look at the situation, we are accountable for ourselves and we focus on ourselves. We become the best versions of ourselves. And that does nothing but help create the best situations for our children, which is what we all want at the end of the day. If you want this person to be the best father, you be the best mother you can be. If you want this person to be the best mother, you be the best father you can be. You focus on your part of the task. Yeah. That's because that's all you really can do. You You can't force nobody to be a mother or father. You cannot. You can only worry about what you can do. That is it. For, For the women out there, there is absolutely nothing. If you have a man or your children have a father who is not involved and not around, there is absolutely zero percent. There's nothing that you can do to make that man be a father. That either is in him or is not. Can't all, raise all, all, a man. All you can do is be the best mother you can be. Give that man an opportunity to raise, to be in his his children's life. Obviously, you got to protect your children if that man is not safe. Mm-hmm. But it's not your job to make him be a better father. 
And for those fathers out there who are not involved, who are uninvolved, not involved, every those every other weekend dads, look, man, y'all are terrible. Y'all make me sick. As a man who has children himself, as a man who was raised by a single mother, how do you put your children through a, a life where their father is not in their life? How do you do that? And then also those fathers who try to cast a negative light on the mother while she's doing the best that she can. Like you, that mother takes on that child 24 seven. And then you have the nerve to want to critique her on how she raises your children. And you're not even in, in the picture. You're not even involved. You're barely involved. You're involved when you feel like being involved where she has, she has to take on that responsibility. Like you guys are the worst, and I, I'm going to charge you all, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to put it out there. Like you all need to take 2021. We still got a whole. We still got uh, eight months left of this year. It's going to feel like 14 more eight years. Eight months left of this year. I need y'all to look in the mirror, slap yourself in the face, and get your shit together. You I, all need to acknowledge that this, you have not been the great, fa- a good father. You have not been a father in, in all. And you need to make steps to be more involved in your children's life because they deserve it, and those mothers deserve time to themselves. But you know, I I say the same thing to some of these mothers. Yeah. I feel like it's just as important for the mothers. Some of these mothers out here who are so overly concerned about what the man other yes. man is doing Absolutely. that is just as detrimental you i'm i'm a single mother i'm out here doing okay okay mm-hmm. at some point you got to pick up the mantle you cannot you cannot sit up here and stand on a platform and yell and scream into the ethers about why where this if he's gone he's gone he's gone, he's gone. Mm-hmm. accept it and move forward. You you got to because you standing on this on this soapbox is not going to bring him back. But you know what? It also is not going to do bring anybody else in your life. For sure not. It's not going to bring nobody else who can actually become a help to you in your life because you still holding on to John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. Mm-hmm. You still holding on to him. Right. And right. It, and 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 I know that's his father. I know. I know that's his father, and I know that's who you chose. I know, but accountability. Well, I know you chose that person, and that person chose not to pick up the role of father. That's their karma. That's their accountability. That's what they have to live with whenever that hits them. You Mm -hmm. can't sit up here and continue to uh, have your children um, suffering because you are still mad about John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith mm-hmm. out here tootaloo-loodling in the right. world. You can't be worried about what he doing and how he with Sally Sue and Mary too. You can't worry about it. Right. That's none of your, you can, you gotta worry about your babies yeah. and, and hope that the divine brings you something else that mm-hmm. can be a father figure to your babies and move forward. A lot of women are holding on because they have always envisioned this perfect situation where the man and the woman either are taking Together or co-parent together. Sometimes it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. What's important for these babies is to see healthy. It may not be their biological mother and father that shows yeah. them healthy. And if that means you got to let go, sis, let go. Yeah. Let go. You hurting everybody in the situation, including yourself. Mm-hmm. 
He not hurting. He out here with Mary Lou and Su- Sally Sue. Mm-hmm. You know, and also I think that this single mother thing, I think that sometimes women wear it as a badge of honor and they run to it. Like you talk about pick up the mantle. Some people, some women run to the mantle of being a single mother. They can't mm-hmm. wait to say that I'm a single mother and you're not a single mother. Because they think it's a superhero a, situation. Like, if the father is involved with a child's life, you're not a single mother. You're a mother that's single. But you're not doing it all by yourself because that man is taking care of his children as well. And don't, and ooh, child, let me tell you another thing. Men, <laughs> men and women out here, men and women, fathers and mothers out here, mm-hmm. your children are not pawns in your anger towards the person that you are no longer with. Exactly. God damn it, please stop it. Yes, stop putting them in the middle of a thing. Your children are not pawns. I've seen too many stories on social media. I have heard too many cases in real life. There are too many people where you have these these women. Oh, well, I I saw this video. I don't know if I tagged you in it or if you saw it on social media. Hopefully you have. It was a guy who took his daughter on her birthday to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. Did you see that? Well, I heard, I heard something about that but not being real. He, it, he, uh, I hope it wasn't because I was so angry. So be, they took the daughter to Chuck E. Cheese and the mama out there on the outside, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, you supposed to have me there. I'm the mama. I'm having a birthday party with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't real, that's similar to a lot of yeah, people's situations. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that kind of stuff. Come on now. How is that helping? The, how is that helping the baby? How? This is where we have to have some sort of accountability at some point. We have to really look at the situation and really say, okay, uh, am I doing this for my child or am I doing this for my ego? Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times it's ego. That's the yeah. answer. So, when we talk about overcoming setbacks, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing is acknowledging it, holding yourself accountable. Accountable, yep. And then the next step is what? It's making steps to correct the things that you've done wrong. Yes, course correct. Yes, course correct. Course correct. And then after you have course correct, then it's time for you to walk yeah. The path that you have course correct. Okay, I made this mistake. I'm acknowledging that I made this mistake. Okay, what should I do instead? I should do this instead. Okay, so come up with a plan. I'm gonna. I'm. That's your course correct. Yeah. Coming up with a plan. I should do this instead. All right. Now, what's the first step? The first step mm-hmm. is doing this. And sometimes the first step is admitting you are wrong. Sometimes the first step is saying sorry to yourself or whomever you hurt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the first step is moving on, letting it go. You know what I mean? Whatever that first step is, take that first step. And each and every day you focus on one step. Right. That's it. Just one step ahead and that's it. Exactly. Don't try to worry about the whole staircase. Just one one step. One step at a time. That is definitely what I always encourage with my clients is don't try to take on the whole world. Mm -hmm. Just try to take on one thing at a time. Yeah. Just pick one goal. Just say, you know, today I want to accomplish one goal. You know, I know I definitely struggle with that sometimes, too, Mm -hmm. because I'm a busy person. I have a lot of work to do, and sometimes it can be overwhelming, but I always have to remind myself, okay, what's the one thing you need to accomplish today? Mm -hmm. Just focus on one thing, and sometimes I might even do three three different things. So I might Mm -hmm. have a a personal goal. I might have a a business goal. I might have a career goal. All right, and then I pick one goal to accomplish in those three categories. Yeah. 
my day is perfect after that. My mm-hmm. day is great because I accomplished my three goals that I wanted to do. That's but, nice. But instead of, but, but what I've also tried to do in the past, like many other people, is say, okay, I'm going to do all these things today. Ooh, child. And you end up struggling. You end up getting nothing done because you're just so overwhelmed. And so definitely coming up with a plan and setting goals, that course correct you talk about. Yes. Definitely is a huge part of that process. But none of that can happen until you acknowledge your faults. Yeah. Acknowledge the things you've done wrong. That's right. You know. So. Whew. This was long. We didn't even get to talk about everything. We didn't even get to talk about the them storming the Capitol. Man. I feel like that was so long ago. That was bad. Was it really? It, we didn't I even talk about we ain't talk about the vaccine. We ain't talk about storming the Capitol. We ain't talk about how they didn't kill this boy yesterday. Man. You wanna go there? I mean, <laughs> This this year has been, you know, we thought 2020 was something. This that's is just April, goes. April. This when yeah. They, when they do that little, you know, they do it every month. This this was and it's, I want to get his name right. It was Dante. Hold on, I have it for you. Give me one second. Dante Wright. I don't, I don't know if that's it. Give me one second. I will definitely have it for you because I have a picture of him in his. Beautiful baby boy on his page. Yeah, I saw that earlier. Dante yes. Wright, yep. Dante Wright, man. Rest in heaven to you, brother. I, I'm so sick of I, fucking Minnesota. I saw the video, and I normally don't like to watch the videos of that kind of stuff. I did not but watch I it. I couldn't tell, and I'm kind of glad I couldn't really tell what was really going on or what really happened, because it happened so fast. I didn't and watch I, it. When, it first, when the first story first came out, I made a point not to watch it. Just like how this trial, this Derek Chauvin trial start, I made a point. I've not seen a single minute of any of it. Certain no, things like I'm, I, I'm being very intentional about the your mental health. Yes, it's yeah. so much. It's so much for me. I'm very overprotective of black men, so it's to see a lot of that. I can't. Yeah. I you can't. Know, I was thinking today. Also, I was driving this morning. I actually kind of, I kind of broke down. Which is random for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I, I'm not the type of guy that's like, I don't cry. I'm not, I actually like to cry, but I don't yeah. cry very often. Yeah. And I thought of, I had this thought of the girlfriend that was in the car. She was sitting in the passenger seat, just seeing it all happen. But that's, but that's, uh, that's, um, my boy, um, that's my boy, um, Philandro Castile all over again. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's my boy who was up there also. The one who got shot right after um right after George Floyd, he got shot and his babies was in the car. And now he paralyzed. Oh yeah. Like this, like this, this is this is nothing new. And that's the thing that people yeah. don't understand. Like it's it's a whole the trauma about it's so much. Yeah. It's so much. It's yeah. somebody said something, I think it was on our classmate uh post. Uh-huh. And you commented on there, but um, somebody said a comment on their post and it was like, um, she, uh, she said she mistaked the, the gun for the taser. Yeah. And they said, it's funny how there was no mistakes made on the 6th of, um, January. What was now? That was when they that. stormed the cop, the Capitol. 
There were no mistakes made. Nobody uh, accidentally, mistakenly, like if it, it was one, it was one person that, that died. Like, it, it was one yeah. officer who shot, but he meant to shoot her because yeah. she was fighting. She was trying to get through the barricade. Yeah, but if at any time you felt your life was in danger, and if at any time you felt like I don't know what's going to happen, it's probably when you have an angry mob of people storming the United States Capitol. Yeah. With God knows what, right. but it, not assault. Like that's what this is where I. This is why I yeah, said this year. Was nobody was killed in that. It was one, Brad, it was one, one death. One death. It no, one death. it was no, two deaths. Well, some of the officers in there died. Yeah, they killed officers. Yeah, but it was one civilian that died. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Like I can't. I'm not. Listen. I'm not. I'm not going for that. None of that 2021. I'm not going for it no yeah, more because you. Only. All that in one minute. It's 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 insane, man. When you think about when you think about it, and like I was telling you earlier today, when we talked earlier today, we not the only ones. But mm-hmm. everybody that I talk to, this is what they say nowadays. I'm just numb. Yeah. Like that's not good when you're numb to death. When you're yeah. numb to the killing of people who look like you. Yeah, I I know I definitely feel numb to a certain degree. I can't feel I can't feel 100% numb because I have black children. I yeah. have two black sons and a black daughter and I have to that is a reality of something that I am going to have to deal with for the rest of their at least the rest of my life. Right. And worrying about what's going to happen to my son if he gets pulled over by a police officer. Yeah. You know, and there's no there and I was talking to um I'm talking to somebody the other day about how there is no way there's nothing you can do to survive an encounter with an officer who has bad intentions for you. Yes. Unfortunately. Like the, like the, my, my gentleman with the, um, the lieutenant mm-hmm. in the army and they yeah. pulled him over. Yeah. Pulled him over for they, no reason. No, they pulled him over cause they claimed he had no license plate yeah, on the back plate, of his car, but seven. it was, but it was in his window, mm-hmm. the back window. So he did have a license plate. He, had a conversation with him and everything. You're telling him I'm in the military. I'm this. And he was like, Oh, I'm a retired bed too. But also they got out with guns drawn. This is what I'm saying. Every time is guns drawn. That's one. That's my problem as a black woman, knowing that whatever I birth at this point, it don't matter if it's a woman or, or, or or man or a woman. It don't matter. Whatever I birth, do you know how that that's, that terrifies me? I don't have children, ladies and gentlemen, but that terrifies me. The yeah. thought of even having children at this point. Yeah. Because I don't even know what I would do if yeah. I got a call. I don't know what I would do, T. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And I don't, I, I, it, it breaks my heart every time I see, yeah. every time I see it, I weep. I weep with the mother of whoever, mm-hmm. whoever that is with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said I saw lo- them on CNN. I think it was CNN where the the father and the mother were there, and the dad was just like, "There's no, there's no reason why this should have happened." Like, yeah, my son, my son is gone, and they're trying to say it was an accident. No, that's not acceptable. Right, it's not acceptable. There's no accidents. Right, 
you know, you've been on the force for 26 years. Right. How do you not know what a taser and a gun is? And why did you feel the need to pull it out? And why are you on the force? If you're not qualified, if, they, if it's that easy to qualify to be a police officer and you cannot tell me the difference between a, 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 a pistol and a, and a taser without looking at it, you can't tell from the feel of it what it is without yeah. looking at it, then you should not be qualified for the job. Let me tell you something. You can't even, you can't even do these jobs nowadays without bachelor's degrees and stuff you can't do basic jobs that do not keep the health and safety of the of, of the citizens you can't do that without bachelor's degrees yeah so explain to me how these uneducated unqualified people are constantly be given badges in which they hold the sanctities of people's lives in their hands and they are terrified yeah you shouldn't even be allowed i honestly feel like in my opinion in my opinion, say what you want. I'd rather have all the veterans from the military in the uh in as police officers. I'd rather have them as police officers because they're held to a higher standard. You can't act like that. It was a whole thread about that, um, talking about if that type of behavior happened in the military. In yeah. the military, you be you going to jail. You going under the jail. And yeah. you and these is with and these is with civilians that are not even our own. Yeah, these were other countries. And you telling me that y'all can't get this right with your own people? And we want to make sure we highlight the officer's name is Kim Potter. Man. Kim Potter. Kim Yo. Man. And, and the, the sad part about that is she wasn't even in the mix. There was two male officers. They, was, was they had it. They, had, they was about to handcuff him. And she just walked up and just said, Get back, get back. Taser, taser. Like, wait, where did you even come from? But that's what I'm saying. That's another That's another situation of you ain't even mind. Mind your business. Yeah, this ain't mind the business. This has nothing to do. You want to be involved. So They be so hungry and so excited. You want to be involved so bad. This has nothing to do with you. Absolutely nothing at all. And now somebody is gone. Now you want to come out here with the stock response of, oh, you know, I was I was nervous. I was scared. I don't want to hear about you being nervous or scared. I feel like that shouldn't even be a, a, a qualification anymore. If you're scared or nervous to do this job, this ain't the job for you. Go be in, dis go be in dispatch. All right. Be behind a desk. You shouldn't yeah. be carrying a gun if you are scared That's and nervous. The point of, of being a police officer is a job where you don't get a chance to make mistakes. There and is the, no mistake. And it irritates me because I know several police officers. I have police yeah. officers in my family. Yeah. And you know what they you know what they say when I talk to them? They pissed off. They right. get irritated when they hear shit like this. Because they like it makes all of them look it bad. bad. Like, it makes all of them look bad. Yeah. And just to even bring up the fact that she made it, it was an accident. Like, I think Dave Chappelle had a, a bit about how an airplane pilot doesn't have the luxury of saying, I, I no. made a mistake. Nope. There, you have, that's a job where you cannot make a mistake. The same thing as a police officer. You cannot make mistakes. You can't. Because your mistake costs people lives. And so there, there needs to be some type of, I mean, there needs to be some type of reprimand where Police officers who do this type of thing that Kim Potter did, yeah, are their life is taken, like, like, not like taken, like they're killed or anything. I mean, in some cases, maybe that is depending on how you feel about the death penalty and things like that. But they should definitely do jail time. They and should. You already know. I mean, and pensions should be pensions. Pensions should be automatically where, gone. Where there should be pensions are paid. Our families are paid through the police pensions. You will start to see people, police officers, take a little bit more care. Yeah, but because right now, 
when they kill somebody, they get paid through the insurance. Mm-hmm. They don't touch these people's pensions. Right. And you already know the tears are coming next. She's she going to come. I don't gonna, care. I don't care about these fragile tears. She's sorry. And she never meant for this to happen. And, I don't believe you. And I don't care. Uh, she's going to sway America. America's going to be like, oh, you know, we need to just forgive her. And she didn't make, she made a mistake. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that this year. We're not doing that this time. We're done with that. We are done being sympathetic. You know, we're, we're done being empathetic to police officers who kill our own for no reason. Yeah. You know, even if he did try to run away. Right. That's not a reason to shoot and kill him. You, you, you had his, you had, I think they had his license and registration. You had his tag. You probably, if you looked him up, you probably could look up his address. You could have went back and just got him after that. Like, look, this person ran. We, we looking at, we, he's, he's under arrest. He's, he has a yeah. warrant for his arrest from resisting arrest from a police officer. He didn't have to die. Because it be about ego at the end of the day. They yeah. want people to, to adhere to them, to listen to them at the end of the day. Yeah. They got this badge. They they feel like because I got this badge, you got to do what I say when I say it because I'm in charge. And it be this whole, I'm in charge now. I got I yeah. got the juice. You know, it's, this, it's, it's a lot of people who I honestly feel like they have some inner um, psychological things that they have been dealing with, some inner... Um, bully issues that they've had in their childhood that they haven't worked through. And now it's like, I'm in charge. I get, and those people need to be weeded out. They need to do some better situation where we those people out of getting in on the force. But you know what? Even with those people, they ain't shooting those white kids like that. They show not. They're not shooting. They're not shooting people who look like them the way they're not treating them the way that they treat us. Because, um, mental illness or not, they know better. They, I, they don't want we them went, problems. We went to school with a lot of yes, we did white people who, and I've definitely seen situations where police were chasing some of the kids because they were doing something wrong. Did nobody ever get shot? They never even thought to pull their gun out. We don't even think that we have an option to run. Yeah, like that's look, the, are can, you crazy? I can't even put my hand down. Fast. Right, I gotta, I gotta narrate what I'm doing, officer. I'm gonna take my right hand. I'm gonna reach into the right seat and I want to grab my ID. Right. Okay, officer. You gotta do all that. And even then ain't enough. Show length. Which is the sad part as a father is I gotta tell my children that even if you do everything I tell you to do, you still might guarantee that they might still hurt you. They still might you still might die. And how how do you feel as a parent how you know as a parent to feel helpless to protect your child like it's like um, my job is to protect you, but there are situations where I can't protect you. T, I'd be lying if I told you that's not ha- that's not that doesn't pay a large reason as to why I don't have children yet. Yeah. I would be lying if I told you that. Like the more and more I see it, starting with Trayvon Martin, the more and more I see it, it's just like I. Just it's not getting no better, and it yeah. I, I, it ain't for mar- It ain't for lack of marching or voting or then, everything else. Right. We done done all that. We done done all. We done done it. Right, and then there's no accountability. So then everyone is let off from charges, and now you're basically told that your child died for no reason. Man, oh, it was an accident. Our bad. Let me tell you something. I'm still pissed off about Breonna Taylor. Yeah, that that case is near and dear to my heart. I. That one hit me because she wasn't even doing anything. She was asleep. That's she what died. I'm saying. She's in her bed. But she's... but then when they go to trial, they try they wanna they wanna uh, uh demonize it. Yeah. Oh, 
they want to blame the the boyfriend. Well, he shot it. Oh, up. Well, she she was house. an accessory to his crimes and blah blah. He was in jail. He, and y'all got the wrong house. Y'all had mistaken him for the wrong person, and then you still tried to. Well, it was his fault because he he the one shot at us. Y'all ran to his house. What do you think he's supposed to do? You know, man. It, but I really, I mean, I pray that. I pray that this case goes different than the rest of them that Man, have preceded this. This this the reason why I, gotta, I can't even I can't watch be, it because I, I already know where it's going. I gotta be honest with you. I gotta be honest with you. I have no faith that there's going to be any reprimanding of the officers who killed George Floyd, Derek Chauvin. He's nothing's going to happen to him. Mm-hmm. I don't have faith in. I believe nothing's going to happen to him. Which is why I haven't even invested any emotion into this trial. I haven't even watched the trial. Yeah. Because I'm not going to invest my time and energy into watching him get off. That, he, that I can't do either, I T. Because I'm not doing it. I'm not following. I, the last time I fell for that was Trayvon Martin. Yep. After oh Martin, my God! Listen, I, Martin, I just knew justice was gonna be yeah. served. I was like, they gonna they gonna do right. This, they like, care. This, this is the one, they, and he was acquitted of all those charges. And I he said, wasn't you know even what? he wasn't even a uh, he wasn't he even a, a police officer. officer. He was just a random dude out there with a gun. Oh my trying, God! Talking about quote unquote protecting his neighborhood. After that, I was like, look, <laughs> man, look, I, I ain't got nothing for you. I ain't got nothing for you. These cases happen all the time, and um, you don't have no control. You don't. You have no say so in what happens. You know, it's, unless we go out there in revolution, go into a revolution and just start killing people, which that's terrible. But but what else are you gonna do? Because the thing about it is, you can't even do what you want to do. You can't even be like, okay, well, we're just going to take care of our own communities. We're gonna police our own communities. You can't even do that if you wanted to. Because they'll come in and shoot you and burn down everything you got if you do that. They showed us that in Black Black Messiah. Black and the, Messiah. Yeah, they showed us that right yeah. there. You couldn't even, if you wanted to, you couldn't even. Nothing you could freaking do. I wonder is that a way, is there a way for us to be able to police our own communities? I would love I would love that. I've never. I'm pretty sure people have. But that's about what they. Before, but, but that's what they what did. Would that take? But that's what they did in the Black Panthers. That's what they did. They policed their own communities. If somebody was out of line, out of pocket, or, you know, they would they would take care of them. Or if they needed to go to they would take them to the police station. You know what I mean? They policed their I own communities. I learned a little bit about Black Panthers. I don't know much about Black Oh, Panthers. yeah. And that was the thing. Black Panthers, their biggest thing was power to the people, power to all people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yellow power to the yellow people, red power to the red people, black power to the black people, white power. You know, it was basically giving power to the people and out of the hands of the government. So giving more accountability to the people. Mm-hmm. You waiting for the government to fix your problems when you need to be a part of fixing your own problems. Yeah. This goes back to that accountability piece all over again. You know what I mean? I'm a big proponent for accountability. I think we all should have some sort of accountability. Yeah. All of us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Accountability all around the board. Facts. Those police officers need to be held accountable. You know, and Steve Harvey needs to be held accountable. For, for real, for, for running his up, mouth. Messing up the verses. And, I, and that's on period. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. I'm not letting that go. Oh, man. Well, whew. well, today was a great day. It was. 
It was a good. It was a good good podcast good back. It was back. a little long, welcome but back. yeah, you know. Yep, it was a welcome back Carter episode. Yes. Um, now, you know, we still keep up with our affirmations. Yes, and we do. Our journal prompts, and so we're going to continue in glorious fashion. Do you have some affirmations for today? Um. Or would you like for me to go first? You go first. All right. So our journal prompt today, in in the spirit of this episode. The journal prompt today is what have been some pitfalls that have gone on in your life? What have been some things that have happened that threw you off course and how did you overcome it? And if you're going to one currently right now where something has happened that's really throwing you off, what is your plan? How do you plan to, what is that word you used? Um, course correct. How do you plan to course correct? And I want you to write those things down. That's a good one. Which is actually a good one for me because I definitely have experienced some things over the last few months um, that have definitely been hurdles in my way. And so this is a really good journal prompt for myself as well. And I cannot wait. And hopefully I want you all to please share your, your, your journal prompts with us. If you, if you can, if you want to, if you can share some of your answers, we'd love to be able to read them on a podcast. Yes. We can keep them anonymous if you want to, or we can read your name and your last initial if you choose. But we are a community of people. We for the people, like Fred Hampton, you always said in the video, in the movie, for the people, you know, that's right. We would love for it to be a community of us where we can sit and talk about the things that we all deal with and kind of just heal together as a group. Grow together as a group. So please, if you can, share some of your, your thoughts or some of your journal writings that you come up with. But again, the journal prompt is, what are some pitfalls or hurdles that are coming your way that are throwing you off course? How did you overcome it? And if you're currently going through one as we speak, what is your plan to to um, course correct? That's a good one. And also, um, while we're speaking on the topic of speaking on uh, whatever your issues are or writing in, if you have questions or if you have um, some, you want some help with doing that or completing those tasks, you can always write in with those questions and we can also help you um, with those or try our best to give you some advice um, with with those questions also. That's another that's another. Um, thing that you can you can do if you are looking for something to do or something to write in um, for the community. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, give me one second. I'm typing them down now. You you typing what now? I'm typing my journal prompt now, so I can remember. Because it might take a few days to get to it. I got to think about this one. I definitely got to think about it. I, I definitely, I'm a big proponent of journal journaling. Even though I don't journal as much as I used to, um, I actually stumbled upon a journal that I wrote in a few years ago um, when I was going through a really tough part of my life. Yeah. And I was very scared to open it, actually, because I was afraid that or what was there? What was there? Or if old feelings were going to pop up again and, and affect me now. Hmm. But actually, when I was reading, I was like, I can tell that I've healed from a lot of that stuff. Because as I was reading, I was like, yep, I remember that. Yep. And I, I, didn't, I didn't really have any emotion behind it. But it was just kind of like reading a story. I might read 
the rest of it. I only read like little excerpts, but I might read the rest of it. I might read the whole book and see what comes of it. Now, what can I tell about myself from the reading that? Hmm. So for um, let's let's do this for our um affirmations for the week. Our affirmations number one will be. I am accountable in each and every situation in my life. I am accountable in each and every situation in my life. I am accountable in each and every situation in my life. Okay, the second one will be perfection changes based off of my perception. Perfection changes based off of my perception. Perfection changes based off of my perception. I thought you was typing these. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I'm multitasking. <laughs> okay, so the last one is going to be I love myself, flaws and all, no matter what. I love myself, flaws and all, no matter what. I love myself. I love myself. Flaws and all. It's Kendrick Lamar song. No matter what. That is Kendrick. Hey, Kendrick, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> Come on, on, man. We need a new album from Kendrick Lamar. We do. We, we do. We one. do. We do. We need something new, man. So, I, was just, I was just listening to, to Pimp a Butterfly today. That was a great album. Yeah, it was. It was a great album. I need to listen to it more to get the overall message, but some of the songs, I was just like, wow, that was deep, you know? Um, but yeah, so, all right. Well, let me finish over here. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope you guys had a wonderful time. It was so good to be back. Yes. We are back, back, back. We are going to be here every Sunday. We are so happy to be back. Yes. We hope you guys are having a phenomenal self-care day and that you enjoyed our rant and our catch-up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got any, any plans? I don't weekend? know. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? I don't. I'm supposed to be going to Chicago this weekend. Chicago! I'm supposed to be going. Hey. I'm... I'm, I'm Still up in the air, but I'm hoping that I'm going. I'll be going for like a day or so. Oh, that'd be nice. Go touch the bean. Yeah, I, I've never seen the bean. You've yeah. never seen the bean? That'd I, be nice for you. So I want to go to do some things that I haven't done before. So I plan on going to see, to go on the Millennium Park where the bean is. And then I also want to go to the Shed Aquarium. I want to see a real aquarium, not the one that's downtown. I haven't seen the one downtown yet. It's, it's, not, it's not good? No. Oh. It's, 
It's not. I've been to aquariums before. That is not an aquarium. That's no. like it's like a petting zoo for kids. Like it's. I think I'm gonna go to Atlanta for my first one because I think that's like the best one. That's the first one I ever went to, and that was amazing. Okay, so was, I'm not gonna go. I think it was the one that was in Daddy's Little Girl, the childhood movie. Remember yeah. that walking in, in aquarium? Uh huh. That one is the one I went to. Okay, that's the first one I want to go. I've never been to an aquarium, oh, so I guess I'll go there first. That was amazing. We were encased in like water. We were walking through the aquarium as like it was almost like we were walking through the ocean. That's what it felt like. That's dope. It's really dope. I need that's to dope. But yeah, the, I hear the shared aquarium is one or two. And definitely getting me some deep dish pizza from my favorite place, Lou Manati's. Um, that's my favorite deep dish pizza place. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm not even going to get too excited. I try to just, I try to take things as they come. If something, if, if I get to do something great, if I don't, you know, okay, I'll find something else to do. So I want to temper my excitement. Yay. But I would be a lie to say that I don't hope that I can go. So we'll see. It'll be great. I hope that you can go as well. Mm-hmm. That'll be awesome. Shot town. Shot town. All right. Well, guys, it's been great. We thank you all for joining us today. Absolutely. And please feel free to, like I said, engage with us, make, comment, like, share. Um, definitely share some of your general prompts if you can. Show, share what those affirmations have done for you and maybe what are the ones that have been important to you. And we'll definitely touch on those next week when we come back. Yes, 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 yes. So anything you want to say? Wanna I love us, y'all. I love y'all so much. And um, we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.